There's a famous scene in the popular U.S. TV show Breaking Bad where Walter White and his wife are having a discussion and she's concerned that he might be in danger and she's, of course, going through all the emotions that go along with figuring out and, and worrying about whether or not her husband's going to be in some serious trouble. And as she's, as she's expressing these emotions to Mr. White, he gets angrier and angrier and angrier because he feels that she's she's almost looking at him as a pitiful person, as someone who's weak and feeble and unable to defend himself because he was in trouble. That was really the case. And eventually at the end of it, the famous quote, um, I am the one who knocks. In other words, what he was saying is that he's the danger. The other people are in danger from him. She might have thought that he was this mild-mannered middle school chemistry teacher when in fact he was this utterly destructive drug dealer causing havoc all throughout uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now, if you haven't seen Breaking... I mean, if I know this scene and I know the TV show, then I'm sure that the vast majority of people out there have seen it. And of course, remember this, this memorable moment in the show. And the funny thing is, the euro dollar is Walter White because... That's how everybody thinks about him, but that's uh, the dollar, and that's also how the dollar actually actually behaves when nobody's watching, when nobody's looking, when everybody thinks it's something else. Everybody thinks the dollar is some feeble, mild-mannered currency that has terminal cancer, is going to keel over and die meekly, quietly in the corner one of, the, one of these days, when in fact, you know, unbeknownst to most people, off in the shadows deep in the back alleys of the global monetary and financial system, the, 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 the euro dollar is actually causing a tremendous amount of mayhem. It is wreaking havoc and leaving in its wake a whole sea of destruction. And if we want to take this analogy literal, it is actually causing drug addiction and death because of the economic financial misery that it's being, that's being spread in the reversal of the way it had worked before the 2008 crisis. The euro dollar is Walter White. It is the one who knocks. It is not some feeble, terminal, cancer-ridden, gonna go die quietly in the corner currency. It is the drug dealer. It is the guy that you need to watch out for. It's the, one, it's the last one you would think. And now we're seeing it happen in real time in uh, not just emerging market economies, but someplace like Great Britain. And of course, I'm talking about the gilt market, UK bonds. Everybody, a lot of people have asked over the last couple of days, yeah, okay, we kind of get the British pound and what happened with the British pound. And there's the Walter White analogy that seems to make sense there. But what about the UK bond market? I mean, earlier this year, the 10-year UK gilt was yielding around 1%. And it has absolutely surged. I mean, the, 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 uh, the bond market in, in the UK has, has really crashed over the last couple of days where the 10-year the yield is you know, up around 5%. That's an enormous change, especially in such a short period of time because the euro dollar's Walter White planted a bomb in the, uh, in the hospital room of the UK market. It's dollar shortage stuff. It's what happens when the dollar system turns against you. When you become enemies with Walter, watch your butt. So let's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to go over here. There's a lot of stuff to unpack. And let, let's, uh, let's start with Paul Krugman's quote from just the other day. We talked about, I think, yesterday, um, where he said, it doesn't kind of make sense. It really doesn't make sense. 
because the U.S. economy, in proportion to the rest of the world, has taken a big step back from the way it used to be, certainly in the 40s, 50s, and the immediate post-war era. The rest of the world became prosperous, grew much faster than the United States. Therefore, the U.S. economy as a proportion of the overall, overall global GDP, overall global economic output, has shrunk. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing because everybody else became prosperous. But the question in Krugman's mind is, like Walter White, it doesn't make sense. How can the world, how can the dollar, which represents in his worldview, a shrunken smaller part of the, of the overall global economic pie, how can it create so much damage around the rest of the world when it goes up in exchange value? And forget it. I mean, why does it go up in exchange value to begin with? And um, that's really the point here. It's because the euro dollar is not linked to the U.S., not in any substantial, tangible way other than the name and the domination. Some regulatory linkages, sure. But by and large, the, Euro, the operation of the euro dollar system is free from the U.S. economy. It is unbound by it. Therefore, it can do things that a currency, a national currency tied to the U.S. economy, a legitimate national currency that, could be that was tied to the U.S. economy, would never be able to do. The euro dollar is beyond board. I mean, it's in the name. Euro doesn't mean Europe. It means offshore. It means outside the United States, outside of Britain, outside of Europe and everywhere else. It is Walter White lurking in the back alleys or that master, you know, Gus Fring's super lab that nobody knows about underneath the laundry. That is the euro dollar. And when it goes wrong, it leaves all sorts of damage in its wake. Um, also think about as you know these quotes that I'm going to continue to come back to because they're so pertinent. They're relevant to what's going on in the UK. Um, I'm talking about the Reserve Bank of India at the end of July. Again, both advanced economies and emerging market economies witnessed weakening of their currencies against the US dollar. That certainly goes for the British pound. Emerging market economies are experiencing capital outflows and reserve losses which are exacerbating risks to their growth and financial stability. Now they say emerging market economies, but that sounds an awful lot like the UK over the last week, doesn't it? Risk to their growth and financial stability. We have to back up a little bit and understand that unlike most emerging markets and emerging market economies, um, the British pound is still a substantial settlement mechanism for the global exchange system. Going off of the BIS data, for example, on derivatives, Forex derivatives specifically, which is sort of a proxy to get a gauge of what's going on, um, the British pound has, has experienced a little bit of a resurgence, along with the euro, by the way, uh, since 2020. There's been a lot of use of British pound sterling in derivative transactions, which kind of tells us that there's more settlement taking place, not just financial, but real trade settlement taking place in pound sterling. And the way it works, the euro dollar system works, the euro dollar, these bank liabilities are purely medium of exchange or media of exchange. What is the plural of me mediums of exchanges? Not a, I don't know grammar and English very well. So I'm not, anyway, um, you know, the euro dollar is essentially there. It's, it's a medium of exchange. It's used as intermediating uh, various different currencies. For example, if you want to transact between, uh, you know, your company in Brazil wanting to sell raw material to China, Brazilians don't really have a use for yuan. Uh, I know that doesn't, uh, most people have a different idea, but that's, that's actually true. 
And, uh, and, and then the other side of the trade, the Chinese who are buying material from Brazil don't really have any use for real, or they don't have real that they can pay for the transaction. But what is common in both of those places is your is euro dollars, U.S. dollar denominated bank banks transacting in that currency. So you can intermediate between reals into dollars, therefore yuan or yuan into dollars, therefore pay for goods coming from Brazil. As long as you have this middle currency, this intermediating currency, this reserve currency that's applicable everywhere, it operates as a useful medium of exchange. But what about store value? The store value is not the currency itself because there is no currency. These are book entries. These are liabilities. It's not like you can take physical euro dollars and pile them up into some kind of vault somewhere and say, I'll just stick these in the corner and come back to them when I need them. That's not how it works. And so from the very early days of the euro dollar system, the, the medium of exchange was linked to financial markets as the store of value, particularly anything that is reliable, predictable, or the two words that I use all the time, safe, liquid. That's the store of value. Any asset that is perceived, perceived to be safe and liquid counts as a euro dollar store of value. And that's another benefit, or at least it used to be a benefit of the euro dollar system, because it also meant that not only could you intermediate through various medium of exchange, you could also intermediate through various stores of value. I do know the plural of that one, it's stores of value. So you're using the US dollar, you're transacting in all sorts of other currencies, and then you have a variety of different government bonds because those are perceived to be the safest and liquids in which you can hold a store of value. So as you're transacting through the global system, the euro dollar is usually on the other side of all these transactions, as I'll show you here on a chart that shows um, the U.S. dollar, foreign, uh, the foreign exchange derivatives outstanding according to the BIS. You can see that the vast majority are U.S. dollar because, uh, and when you add all the totals, all the different currencies up together, it adds up to more than 100% because the U.S. dollar denomination is usually on the other side of almost every other transaction. We intermediate and flow through the U.S. dollar. So when you're doing using medium exchange or as a store value, you're, you're switching in and out of U.S. dollars which I hope the alarm bells are already ringing in your head because you start to think, well, if everything depends upon dollars being available to operate medium of exchange, that makes sense. Real economy can suffer, trade can suffer if, if dollars are hard to come by. But also what happens when you have a shortage of US dollars, suddenly some of these intermediating into and out of some of these, media, or these stores of value as financial markets becomes a little more dicey. Right. And then it can lead to circumstances where some of those stores of value become they get they, they are perceived as less safe and less liquid. And as you're perceived to be less safe and less liquid, you can actually become less less liquid and then less safe. That's, I mean, we've seen this happen before, uh, in, not far from London, in the in the in the continent of Europe, in 2010, 2011, into 2012, where advanced economy stores of value became perceived were perceived to have been safe and liquid. Suddenly, we're no longer so safe and so liquid, and therefore 
without the dependable of safe and liquid store value, this demand from around the rest of the world as part of this menu that the euro dollar offers the global financial system, global monetary system, what, what can happen is you can have something like we've seen in the UK bond market where suddenly I don't want to I don't need to hold a whole lot of liquid assets in sterling for medium of exchange because even though it's still one of the major reserve currencies, it's still a very small portion of the global total. So I don't actually need to hold sterling bonds. That's a choice. And I'm holding sterling bonds as a store of value because they offer a decent return. Well, it's not really the case, never really did, but they were perceived to be among the safest and liquid. So suddenly I don't need sterling bonds. I don't need sterling at all. It's no longer safe and liquid. I'm out of here. It's just what the Reserve Bank of India warned about. When you have capital outflows, capital flight, which is really euro dollar destruction or global dollar shortage, then what leads to is what they said, risks to growth and financial stability. But the thing is, it's not just risks to growth and financial stability. It is actually impacting growth. It is actually impacting financial stability. We see this in London. And maybe because maybe it's kind of jarring or shocking because it's the UK. It's I mean, London used to be the center of the, of the financial, monetary and political universe for a long time. But the truth of the matter is it's, it isn't no longer. It isn't any longer. And as I said before, we have seen advanced economy stores of value that were once perceived safe and liquid undergo this rapid transformation. Not as rapid as we're seeing in the UK, which is a whole other Walter White knocking on your door kind of a scenario, which is really about what the UK actually said, as I, as I was just talking about. I mean, it's not just risks, exacerbating risks to growth and financial stability. The UK all but admitted we are experiencing problems with growth. Recession is going to happen in, in, in Britain. We are experiencing financial stability. As, as if we didn't know that uh, before today, the Bank of England confirmed that they're going back to QE, which, again, not surprising. That was how this was always going to end, not just in terms of Britain, the UK, but how the dollar's impact, the dollar's negative Walter White uh, mayhem impact was going to lead central banks to back to do what they always do. What happens whenever any financial system or economy experiences um, risk to growth and risk to financial stability? What happens when risks to growth and risks to financial stability become no growth or contraction and gross financial instability? We know what happens. Central banks, well, they used to lower interest rates. Now they do QE. So... The Bank of England has essentially done what, what, you, what the dollar has made it do. And this, the Bank of England and the UK, the pound, are simply one among many that are being forced into these, these, these tactics, being forced into these situations, not by some mild-mannered, middle-aged, terminal cancer-stricken guy you wouldn't, you wouldn't even pay attention to walking down the street. It's, the, it's Heisenberg. The euro dollar is Heisenberg and it's wreaking havoc in a lot of places around the world. That's what curves have been telling us. That's what the dollar's exchange value has been telling us. That's what markets have been saying all along. The perception has been risks, exacerbating risks to growth 
and financial stability, which leads to lack of growth and financial instability. And that's kind of where we are heading into the fall of 2022. Not the inflationary scenario that everyone had pictured in the fall of 2021, where the economies around the world were too good. Nor is this about rate hikes. Again, even Paul Krugman understood this isn't rate hikes. This is about the dollar. This is about Heisenberg. Heisenberg is knocking on a lot of doors currently. So that's what's going on in the UK. That's what's going on in the euro dollar system. Forgive me for the analogy. It seemed a little bit, it seemed pretty good. If you haven't seen the show Breaking Bad, I highly recommend it. Uh, I don't watch much TV or movies. It's something I've seen, something I've enjoyed. So I, I truly recommend it and uh, that kind of thing. So thank you everybody for watching. Again, as always, thank you to the members who have supported the Eurodollar University, the effort there. Um, you can check out uh, research. Some of the stuff on the BIS data I'll be putting up in the deep dives. That's at Markets Insider Pro. Got a couple days left of the, of the free trial uh, period. That'll be subscription-based in a couple days. And you can always check out everything at eurodollar.university. And until then, thanks for watching and take care. I'll see you later.